0: Our first guest joins us this morning, Phil Striebel, the chief market strives of Blue Line Futures, is here to talk commodities. And Phil, uh, a timely man, or we appreciate you uh, sharing your Tuesday with us here this morning because... Thanks to you, a big move in crude yesterday. We saw that spike up, continuation in the overnight session to 115. i I'm wondering, is it more tied to the news over the weekend that we were going to see, what was it, Norway and Finland uh, apply for applications or submit applications to NATO to become NATO members? Or China lockdown fears uh, kind of diminishing as this zero tolerance uh, policy seems to well potentially being lifted?
1: Well, if you look at that, um, you know, that first clip that you you just mentioned here with Sweden and Finland joining NATO, I mean, that's gonna prolong the war yeah. uh, conflict and then also increase some geopolitical tension. So that's gonna underpin prices. Then if you look at, you know, it, it, as soon as crude oil goes negative on the day, what they cite is that it is weaker economic data. Every time it rallies, you're talking about an end of a lockdown in Shanghai. The reality is, is that the price action doesn't lie, and you're seeing a series of higher lows, and it looks like it's gonna break out to a higher high. So I would definitely not wanna short this market at these levels. I'd wait for any kind of pullback here. And again, it's higher lows. So those mid 90 prices are gone. The high 90 prices are gone. Now you're gonna have to wait for any kind of correction back below like 105.
0: Uh, we've been talking about how this is in relatively calm conditions here we're looking at this recent rally again from 98 where we found some support it doesn't seem like we spent a lot of time recently below that 100 level back up to 115 phil uh price is king we always talk about that in this rally as you mentioned uh well kind of the opposite of what we've seen in the indices in terms of uh, short-lived run-ups in the indices, short-lived dips here in the crude. Talk to us, though. Does this open up the door for a retest of 130, ultimately? I mean, it feels like we're on the edge of if we were to get some sort of supply disruption, some sort of, uh, you know, uh, backlash from Putin, uh, ultimately, we're not far from that key level that we saw earlier this year.
1: You're going to see a whole nother wave of, you know, short covering anyone who who tried to short against that rally. So that's going to fuel and extend that rally upwards. 130. Eh, we'll have to wait. There's a lot of different, you know, there's a lot of price points between here and there. So, you know, you still got 115, 120, 125, then 130. So a lot of different uh, levels before we, we poke up there. We got to watch the other, uh, you know, energies as well. Heating oil. Bob, those have been going up in, intensely we'll see if there's any kind of demand destruction i mean if you look on your facebook half your friends are posting pictures of you know 100 plus mm-hmm. uh, to fill their gas tanks up so you know i think it is doing something we'll see how memorial day weekend if it if it damages any of the you know the driving and the you know the tourism
0: i want to talk about those products in a minute uh, but in terms of crude are you seeing any easing in terms of price pressures coming from the production side here in the u.s or at opec for that matter
1: it doesn't seem like it. I mean, they don't have a lot of spirit capacity in, in in any way. And I think that they're just making too much money at these price levels. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they might as well keep capacity down and boost, keep driving up prices. And I mean, that's the way a business runs. That's the way this country countries run. They don't care if, you know, it's, it's hurting us at all. The politics will end up playing a role in whether U.S. Uh, production increases or not. So it'd be nice to see us you know, take the reins and try and get these prices down by you know pumping excess crude, but you know that's that's another fish to fry.
0: Yeah, you know, we're talking about the indices, which have been coming under pressure. Uh, volatility, relatively elevated. Again, I mentioned at the top of the show, back down below 30. But when you take a look at some of these individual names, uh, I've got one here, Occidental, for example, OXY. I mean, look at this, uh, recently up to 69. We're talking new highs for the year. So, again, uh, a significant run-up here as they've been the beneficiaries thereof. And that's just one of a handful of names. We've actually been kind of keeping a look at some of these individual players here as well. Talk to us about uh, Arbob, though, Gasoline Futures. We know we're at record highs. You mentioned Facebook Pictures and prices at the pump uh, impacting everybody's well sentiment in general it seems like in kind of uh, uh, that positive mindset um, but uh, it seems like gasoline's been leading in many instances uh, the crude move higher here
1: yeah it definitely is and I mean if you're any kind of you know producer you're gonna lift some of your hedges and if you are an end you know an end user that needs gasoline and in things like that, you're going to have to lock in these prices on any kind of weakness whatsoever. So there's a continuous underlying bid. I was just thinking about the, you know, I live on the beach, the ice cream man driving around. I wonder if he's making any money with these yeah. high gas prices. Yeah. So.
0: Or the Uber drivers, you know, I mean, it, it seems like that was an issue we heard uh, about recently, but that's only getting worse here. Yeah, they got to be lifting their prices. So yeah. um, you know, Walmart, you know, trucks, uh, ultimately diesel at record levels as well. I mean, the, the problem's widespread. Yeah, that's why your shipping costs
1: you know like to send something cross-country is at record highs right now so we'll see we'll see how long this can last you know the the, the biggest impact you know i know we got retail sales coming out but mm-hmm. when you see high energy prices you see high food prices that directly impacts someone's you know capital spending discretionary income i know if i have to you know feed a large family mm-hmm. and have to drive and commute to work we're definitely not going to be spending excess money on, you know, a new pair of Nikes and a new pair of, you know, you know, new shirt and things like that. So I think retail sales got to come down.
0: Uh, is this sort of tip the scales towards, uh, well, a little bit more heated debate in terms of stagflation, potentially recession?
1: 100 percent. I mean, you have to get that. You're going to have these. They're always food is always the last to go. So mm-hmm. you'll see. Energy prices eventually will tip the scale. There's a lot of commodities out there that are not rallying to new highs, like things like lumber right now. You know, that's making a lower low. That'll impact the housing market. Those higher borrowing costs will weigh in on the consumer. So they're getting hit from three angles: borrowing costs, food, and energy. Um, I heard a lot of people complaining that uh, you know they receive letters in the mail that their heating bills are gonna go up if they use like natural gas and things like that. So there's gonna be a lot of backlash, no telling what's gonna tip the scale, but this inflation's gonna be around. It's gonna be sticky in those areas for a long time.
0: Natural gas up through $8. We're looking at it here right now, still short of that high that we saw uh, earlier uh, this month. We're talking about uh, 899 it got up to, but if you look at where we were to begin the year, down around 350, I mean, you can see the significant, uh, the impact that has, and we know that hits the pocketbooks ultimately when uh, gas utilities like this ultimately double in price. Talk to us lastly about grains. We didn't get too much into that, Phil. I know you keep an eye on them. Corn, wheat, well, wheat really on the move here amidst some of those uh, supplies that have been locked in in terms of Ukraine. Recently, the WASDI report I saw. And, well, when you're speaking about elevated prices, it's not just at the pump, it's at the checkout line as well as a result.
1: You have the number one and the number five wheat producer in a conflict right now the number two wheat producer just came out and said that they're going to cut off exports. India. They're the talking the, about they right, the yeah. Ones to fill the hole, yes. And then they they said that, and I see what they what they did. They they have all this excess wheat that they were going to send out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they get hit with a heat wave. Right now that crop doesn't look as good, and they're right. saying, "Hey, we need to feed our people before we start exporting other people." So you saw a lot of those contracts are not getting renewed for. Um, Indian wheat and what's happening is you have other countries like Egypt Turkey things like that they're going to scramble and they need to secure supplies elsewhere and I can tell you the growing conditions for the. US is not that great in the Northwest they've been hot they've been dry mm-hmm. planning has been slower than expected so I think wheat you get any kind of break on wheat I think that could be your that could be a
0: really good trade. All right, lots to watch here in terms of commodities. Phil, appreciate you joining us here. Great breakdown across the board. Phil Striebel, the chief market strategist at Blue Line Futures.